Hello, Relentless family. We are back again for another Relentless trip in our journey of walking in, in our purpose, answering the call on our life, and loving ourselves unconditionally and getting to our best self. This is no different than any other Thursday. We are about to get down and dirty into another amazing topic. And you know me by now. I am your host, Kenyatta, and the founder and counselor of Relentless Counseling. And you guys know this is my favorite day, and I'm so glad to be back this week. It has been a lot going on. And with all this going on in October, we're entering fall, which I don't know about you guys or wherever you're at around the world and what state you're in or what country you're in, but it does not feel like fall to me. And I don't know if it's because this is a, a Texas thing or this is happening everywhere, but it feels like we are still in summer. There other moments it feels like we're in winter. And then, but technically we are in fall. We are in the month of October, which is also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I want to just take a moment right now just to honor those who are battling and surviving with breast cancer, those we have lost to breast cancer, those who are supporting and being the caregiver of those who are fighting this disease, and also to honor those who are fighting and battling to finding a cure for this disease. So let's just take a moment in silence and honor the people who are in the trenches with this disease and fighting and surviving and showing what strength really looks like. We are with you. We are praying with you. We are fighting beside you. We are doing these walks. We are giving um, funds and doing everything you can, showing support by wearing pink. And so we honor you. We're so glad we're able to have a platform to even talk about these things. But I want to talk about breast cancer in a way where it's also giving us a different perception of what purpose is and how purpose is defined how purpose can change in our life while we are walking in it it doesn't always look the way we thought it would look and it can always it can always shift at any minute because time is not always our best friend and we don't always have time and so we can't waste our precious gift of having a life and being able to do things because it can change at any second at any moment so i want to talk a little bit about this movie that I watched on Netflix. It's called Sitting in Bars with Kate. And I did not know what to expect from this movie. I didn't even know anything about it. So I was like, what is Sitting in Bars with Kate? Why are they going to a bar with a cake? Like who is eating cake at a bar? Um, and so when I'm watching this movie, it gave me a lot of different perception and reality check of my own life and my own way of how I'm looking at my purpose and how I'm living it out and what are some things that are stopping me from getting to where God needs and want me to be and how it is actually hindering the call on my life by me expecting and thinking that I have time to do my purpose later or not listening to God when he's telling me to shift, when he's telling me to stand still, when he's telling me to do something different that don't align with what I thought my purpose was. So let me back up and slow down a little bit so you can know what I'm talking about. So in this movie, Sitting in Bars with Cake, it's about these two, two best friends. They're very, very close. They grew up together and they are in this town She's going to school to be a lawyer, want to be a lawyer. So she's in her internship. And the other girl, she's 
something in the media, Mac, I can't remember what her job was, but she is growing in this industry and working her way up and doing really, really good things. One of the, one of the um, characters, um, one of the best friends, she is going to be a lawyer, but she can bake cake. She's really good at baking. It's like a hobby of hers. And it's very, she's very passionate about it. And they go through this journey of taking cake to bars as a way to help this character beat guys. So it's all, it all started about relation, you know, getting into a relationship, meeting new guys, dating and things of that nature of how she can meet people. And this young girl is kind of very awkward with conversations. I would say she's an introvert, but she's definitely socially awkward in different ways, like things that interest her. All the other guys is like, oh my God, that's boring. Like, why are you talking to me about that? Or she's like, what gets excited about a conventional oven. So she starts going into details about the conventional oven and all the benefits it have. Very interesting case, but it just showed where her 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 passion is and love, and it's just amazing. Then other characters, she's doing really really good in her job, and she's moving on up. She's getting promotion after promotion, and she's just killing it in her industry. She gets sick, and she gets sick. Things change. She ends up she ends up finding out that she has cancer. And I know we're talking about breast cancer. She ended up having a different type of cancer, but it also gave perspective of what purpose looked like for her how much time that she didn't have left and she kept getting, you know, sicker and sicker. The best friend became a caregiver. The family is involved and everyone is like, kind of like, Oh, you need to do this. Are we going to do this for you? And all these different things. And she finds out that, you know, I don't want all this. Like people are feeling sorry for me and she just want to be independent. And it just takes you through this whole emotional journey of the changes that are happening in her life are happening to her and then how her purpose is changing. And also while this is going on to the best friend, the other friend is actually finding her purpose and what she desires and what she wants to do with that. She doesn't want to be a lawyer. Her passion and purpose is really in her baking. And at the end of the movie, the friend that had cancer ended up passing away, but she ended up opening her own bakery and being able to stand firm and talk to her parents about not wanting to be a lawyer, which it looks like that was their dream and all these different things. And I don't want to ruin the movie for you. So, so sorry if I gave too much information. I know I have a bad habit of really going into detail about movies and shows that I'm really I really love and that have some meaning to it so I hope I didn't ruin it for you but definitely check it out it's on Netflix but I brought that movie up to talk about purpose because I think sometimes we have a misunderstanding of what purpose is especially in our spiritual walk and what God says our purpose is and what we feel our purpose is. And sometimes it can be different and we get upset. We have barriers. We struggle when God is shifting us something else or when he give us a curveball that we think is to hinder us or to take us away. But he's actually given us a curveball to shift because we've gotten off track or we've gotten off the path that he wants us to be on that is going to be us answering the calling on our life. And I know if you guys have been following me for a while, you know that there is a difference. We talk about having a calling and having a purpose. And these are two different things. We have a purpose that walks us, that directs us to our calling of our life. And our purpose is not just one thing. It just doesn't, we don't just sit in it. It moves, it is part of the journey and we move through it. That's why we are walking in our purpose. And so I wanna ask you these questions when you think about your purpose. If you know what your purpose is and many of us don't really recognize what that is or we don't know exactly what that looks like for us and that is okay because it is an exploration, a self-exploration 
process. That's why we are on a relentless journey. That is part of that journey of identifying what our purpose is. And I think for us to even really get to know what our purpose is and the idea of our purpose is one is really identifying what is guiding you. What is guiding you or who is guiding you in your life? And I want you to really think about that, whether you're a teenager, whether you're in your early 20s, 30s, 40s, 60s, 80s, whatever that look like for you, whatever age you're at, there is no wrong time to actually start walking in your purpose and actually exploring who is guiding you and being aware of that. Because sometimes we are being guided or misguided by things that have this head or this this big role in our life that shouldn't be. And so being able to know what is guiding me? Is my family guiding me? Is my family's dreams and aspirations guiding me to where I, I need to be? But is it where I I desire to be, and it may be different where we have some parents like, hey, you need to go to college, be a doctor, be a lawyer. We have all these different cultures that do this, but what if that's not your path? What if your path is to be an artist? What if your path and your purpose is to help others? What if your path and purpose is not to be an entrepreneur, but to help someone else live out their vision? Is there a wrong way? Is there a wrong way to live out your purpose? I don't believe so, but I do believe that the start of knowing what our purpose is, is knowing what guides us. Then the next question I want you to ask yourself is, if you do know who's guiding you or what is guiding you and you're strong and you're confirming that because that's helping you align to to who you are mentally, physically, and spiritually, then how do you know you are walking in your purpose? How do you know that? What leads you to know that, yeah, I am walking in purpose and this is where I need to be. And sometimes walking in purpose and knowing that you are is that you are in alignment. Your mental, physical and spiritual is on the same page that you're walking in your values. You are standing up for your integrity. You know, you have integrity and standing firm in your integrity. You are setting realistic and and appropriate boundaries in your life with other people and most important with yourself, that you're having the self-discipline that you need to get to the stuff that you need to take. And you're also not so rigid that you know that, you know what, I might fall and I might fail, but that doesn't mean that I am not walking in my purpose. And it doesn't mean my purpose is has failed because I failed in this area, in this moment. Sometimes things happen because God wants us to shift to another level. And knowing that my purpose is not specifically in this one area, my purpose is bigger than this area, whether that's the financial area, whether that is your career, whether that's in school, whether that is with certain friends, whether that is with family members, that it can change. And do you know how you are walking in it? And are you walking in it? Are you standing still out of fear? Not because that's what's guiding you to do right now, but are you standing still out of fear and complacency? And I want to talk about that because what's important when we identify what our purpose is and we kind of got an idea of what that that looks like, how we're walking in it, then we need to understand, okay, what is keeping me or what are some kryptonite or some barriers that are keeping me from walking in my purpose? Because if I don't know what these barriers are, when a curveball is being put in my life or something is shifting, whether that's cancer or whether that's death or whether that is a breakup, whether that is a shift a move that I need to make that maybe not be my decision because I have to support my spouse, then I need to know what that is so I know how to fight against it when things that are out of my control start to happen in my life. 
How can my purpose evolve when I'm evolving? Or how can my purpose still, I can still serve in my purpose even when I am not at my best self, even when I am at my worst or something is happening to me that it may shift what my purpose looked like completely, or it may give me a whole new purpose. And am I, am I okay to be able to shift in that direction, being able to pivot in that direction when it goes totally different than what I thought it was going to be in the first place? So what are some of those barriers? And I want to just name a few that I think that are universal barriers that keep us stuck or keep us from actually walking in our purpose or keeps us away from our purpose and ignoring what is guiding us to be able to walk in that purpose and answer the call in our, on our life. So the first one is procrastination. I know this is a battle, not just for me, but I know for plenty of us out there that procrastination is something hard. And sometimes that self-discipline when we are stressed or when we're overwhelmed or just life is just beating us up or hitting us in so many different ways, procrastination can become a clutch where it's like, okay, I'll do that later, or that can happen later. I don't need to do that right now. Oh, yeah, I know this is the goal that I want to work on, but you know what? That can be in two years versus this year. Well, maybe God is telling you, no, this is now. I see something you can't see, and the timing is now, but we're scared, so procrastination kind of gets in the way of that. And one thing we don't have is time. If anyone has ever had any type of medical condition, chronic condition that almost are a life-threatening thing that's happened to you, then you know that time, you don't always have it and you don't know when it's coming. And so because we don't have that, procrastination is always going to be the enemy. Because if this is our purpose and we're not doing it, or this is our thing that God is telling us to do and we're being disobedient because we want to procrastinate, like we're scared or we want to do that later, then God may say, you know what? I need it done now. He's not going to stop what he needs to do for whether it's in your life or, or other people's life. He got to be able to do it because it's on his timing. So he may be like, you know what? You're not ready. He may be like, you know what? I got to put you to the side right now. And he may give it to someone else. And then you just lost your blessing, your favor, right? Because now he's like someone else who's ready, who's obedient. They may come in that. So we don't have time to procrastinate. We don't have time to be disobedient. We don't have time not to trust what God is doing in our life. Things are coming and God is coming back. And he's saying, these are some things that we need to do now because we got to get in this this walk and this purpose. And if we are Christians or we are walking in our power and our spiritual walk, then we know that there's a kid kingdom that's need to be built. And we are part of that. And we are soldiers in this army. We got to be able to do that. Procrastination ain't going to get us there. Procrastination ain't going to help us win this war. They can help us win this spiritual warfare that we in. And God need us. We have a role to play and we have to do that. And procrastination is going to take that away from us. Another thing is complacency, which goes hand in hand with procrastination, that we get so comfortable and it'll never work out for me. Or this is where I'm going to be. And so, you know what? Cool. I could be that. I don't need to go any higher. I don't need to go any lower. I'm just cool where I'm at. God is saying, no, I need to move you. I need to take you higher. This is not the promised land. This is not what I promised you. I promised you this. Don't give up now because you don't see it or don't think that all the work that you're doing is in vain because it's not because your purpose is shifting because that purpose is going to get you to that calling. That calling is going to get you to that promise. And God didn't make no promises he couldn't keep. 
And so being able to walk out of complacency, these are the barriers that are keeping you from walking in your purpose. And these are the barriers that Satan is trying to keep you at or the enemy, your enemy, whatever and whoever that looks like for you is trying to keep you away from. The next is fear and anxiety. We all know what fear is. It keeps us from getting to that other side. Anxiety tells us everything that could go wrong. Anxiety is the worst evil person in the world because it just constantly talks and nags and nags, but it's not really keeping you focused on your purpose. It's not keeping you focused on everything that could go right. It's keeping you away from trusting yourself. It keeps you away from trust. It gives you these little lies and that you start to believe them and it starts to become your action. It starts to become your identity. It starts to become who you are. But if we learn not to let fear and anxiety stop you from walking in your purpose and listening to who's guiding you, then you are unstoppable. And there's nothing that can keep you from living out your purpose and whatever that is. And fear and anxiety keeps us from pivoting and evolving because it keeps us stuck. Another one, and we talk about it a lot. We have a very, very popular episode on loneliness. If you have not checked it out, go back and check that one out. But loneliness is another barrier to our purpose because loneliness is a construct that is not just about lonely. Okay, I don't have a partner. I'm not married. Or I'm not in a relationship. Or I don't have companionship. Loneliness is what is keeping us in a dark space because we feel we can't be alone. We feel we can't walk in isolation and we're worried about, okay, well, what if this doesn't happen? You know what? My purpose in life may not be to be married. And we have this social construct of everyone has to be married. Well, if I look at who's guiding me, if I look at my walk and my spiritual walk, there's someone that is very, very close to me in my life who's never been married, who risked their life and, and died on the cross for me. And his name is Jesus. And he says that we are his bride. He's never been married, but he's been engaged. He's been engaged to me and he wants to marry me. And so for me to be able to be his bride and do what I need to do, then I got to make sure that I am okay right now in this earthly walk to be single. And knowing that that may not be my purpose, he may not have an earthly man or earthly partner for me right now, but he is my partner. And I, that is the relationship I got to get right. That's the relationship I need to work on. And so there are going to be times when I'm going to have bouts of isolation. I'm going to have bouts of where my friends can't be there. My family can't be there. And even in that moment, I know that I am not alone in being able to step in that and know that loneliness is a construct of my mind that's probably still in that fear, anxiety, and, and complacency to be like, okay, yeah, my loneliness is keeping me from my purpose. It's keeping me from walking. It's keeping me from pivoting when things go wrong or things don't go my way. Can you imagine getting news that you only have three months to live and four months to live? That changes our purpose. It pivots our purpose of what's important and what we prioritize. And that, you know what, I'm dealing with this alone, but I'm not alone. If you look at this movie and you watch it, you'll see that this, this young girl who's battling this cancer, who's fighting, she's also not the only one fighting and in pain. Her parents are in pain of the time that time that is not that's lost or time that they don't have left. And then her best friend, who's her caregiver, is pausing her life to make sure she's taking care of her, but also they're bouncing off each other. And then they're not in the same, they're not lonely. They're not alone, that they are suffering, but you're not suffering alone. And when we think of loneliness, we think that we're suffering and there's not no reason for the suffering, but there is purpose in that loneliness season. There's purpose in when you're isolated or you are in your wilderness. 
And then other people can be barriers to walking in your purpose. Everyone is not going to understand your purpose and your walk. And if you are expecting your parents or your friends or your partner to always be like, yes, yes, I'm 100% supporting you and not have no doubts, then you are not walking your purpose and you don't know your, what your purpose is. The only person that needs to be validated in that purpose to know is going to be your higher power. What's driving you? What's guiding you? And sometimes other people can be a hindrance in walking in that purpose. Example I gave earlier, mom and dad want you to be a lawyer or a doctor or something that is quote unquote stable or financial security when, you know what, I want to be an entrepreneur and I'm okay with five years of not having to pay myself and being able to sacrifice some things to get there. Or, you know, I want to be an artist and Sometimes I know I will struggle, but this is my passion. This is the route that I want to go. And it may not always look stable to somebody else, but it may be stable for you and what that looks like for you. So don't let other people be the barrier of you being able to identify your purpose and walk in your purpose and being able to pivot if your purpose change or if something happens where you have to get to an, go another route for another, either a complete different purpose or another route within the purpose that you started out on. And then sometimes we are in our own way of our purpose. We can be our worst enemy, whether that's self-doubt, um, feeling like we're not adequate enough, we're not competent enough. And then we start continuing to believe those things that that become a barrier of us actually walking and taking action and doing things. It keeps us stuck where if God's saying, hey, I need you to move. Yes, this place. Yes, I told you to come here. I told you to start this career. I told you to to be in this friendship. But I'm telling you that this friendship or this career or this situation has ran its course, that that purpose is up and I need you to go elsewhere. You're like, wait a minute, but we just got here. I feel good in it because sometimes he'll tell us to move in our purpose, even when there is nothing wrong. Sometimes he might tell us to move because he just needed to see in this area of you is going to be obedient. And you were, so now he got something greater. But if you stay stuck there, you're not going to see what's greater. And if you let yourself hinder you from getting to your best self or walking in that purpose and answering that call on your life, you're going to miss out and you're not going to have anyone to blame but yourself. And then it's going to be very hurtful for you because that's you being disobedient and that's not you walking in your power. You're allowing other things to take away that power from you. And then the next is going to be ideal and fantasies. We can't live always in the ideal world. Okay. Oh, but I think that this is great. Or this person's going to love me because I want him to, or, or I want her to. That's living an idea and living in this fantasy, but that's not the reality. If God already said no, if God already said that, no, this is not the one for you. And you got the, got the um, symptoms and got the things that he said, no, this is, you got your proof. It's not for you. Then being able to walk forward and move on. So we can't live in an ideal and fantasy world. We can't live up to other people's expectations without having our own expectations for ourselves. And we can't allow other people thinking that other people have to live up to our expectations because this is what we expect ourselves from other people. That's not going to keep us in our in our walk and our purpose because that's going to keep us complacent. That's going to keep us thinking that. And this idea of this is what I want, this is what I desire, but it may not be your reality. It may not be the truth. And there's only one truth when we really think about it. We have perceptions and different perceptions, different experiences that, that create our realities, but that does not mean that's the truth. And then control. We have this 
false sense of control that keeps us from walking in our purpose and being able to identify what our purpose is because we want to have control over everything. And when we want to have control, like, no, I got to stay here. That goes back into all the other barriers as well. But control means that, okay, it has to go this way. It has to go this way. Only this is the only way to get to it. Two plus two equals four. Three plus one equals four. Two times two. There's so many ways to get to these numbers. Why do I think my only way is the only way to get there? That I have to be, I can be flexible to see like, you know, there's other ways to think. There's other ways to do things and that I don't have to have control over everything. Because if I have control, try to have control over everything. And that brings me stress when I don't have control is that when God is saying move or change, I'm going to be so resistant that even when I'm so high powered and like, hey, God, I'm obedient to you. I trust you. But if I want to have all this control, then I'm going to be disobedient to him because I'm saying that he can't have control, that I only can have control. And I'm saying that I'm more powerful than him. And I know I am not more powerful. And so I have to be able to recognize the control that I have and recognize that that control might be a barrier because anything can change at any time. And I don't know what that is. It may be for my benefit. It may be at my demise, but it may be for God's will to be done. And that that's part of my purpose, that that purpose for me is to be able to do this. But that means I may not get the million dollars. I may not be rich or I may not have a multi-million dollar um, practice for me to be a counselor to my clients. They that may be the idea, that may be the dream, but that may not be my purpose. My purpose may be in life to just help one person and save one person's life by the words that God give me. And if that's what God is saying, hey, this is what I want you to do right now. Even if I don't gain anything out of it, then that's me walking in my purpose. But I got to be okay with that because if I try to have control, I'm like, no, that's not enough. But God said, but that was the purpose. That was the whole reason. That was for that. That was the, for that moment. I needed you there for that moment, for that one person. But you may not have gotten anything out of it because it wasn't about me. And sometimes when we release control, we kind of release that selfishness that we might have thinking it's all about us. Because sometimes, many times, our purpose is not about us. It's bigger than us, even though we're the vessel. So be mindful when we say, hey, God, I'm your vessel. Let me be mindful what that means because you're the vessel that means that there's purpose and it may not be the purpose that you think it's for and that purpose may not be for you to to bless you or to show you favor or to bless you financially your blessing may not come in that way your blessing might come in good health your blessing might come in peace your blessing might come in your bills are paid and you're content with you you're in have contentment your thing may be like you know I have joy but it doesn't mean that things every, everything else change in your life you got to be mindful that it may look different. It may look different. Your purpose is bigger than what you can see out of your own eyes and being able to expand your, your thinking, expand your mindset of what purpose may mean, because it may look different and it may shift. It might evolve and it might not actually turn out the way you dreamed it to be because a purpose and a goal is two different things. Because we're talking deeper. We're not talking about the surface level. Okay, my purpose in life is is to just be happy. No, your purpose might be deeper than that. It might be really more deeper. And, and it may take you to a vulnerable space that you need to be to even walk in it, to even get to the calling, to even understand what that purpose is. And you might be walking in something, then like, I, don't, I know I'm supposed to be doing this, but I don't know exactly or clear what it is. You may not know that for 10 years from now. But does that mean you stop walking in it and doing the actions and going towards it? No, you continue. 
And as you continue to go, as you continue to walk your journey, that's when you actually start seeing like, you know, I know where my purpose is now. So if you do not know what it is now, that is okay. That is normal. But it's a journey. Don't give up the journey because you don't know exactly what that purpose is because you're walking in it. And sometimes we walk in our purpose blindly sometimes because sometimes God cannot reveal that to us yet because he knows that these barriers, if I reveal it to you, anxiety is going to take over him or her just like that. And I can't allow that to happen. So I need her to go blind, but it's trusting the process, trusting who is the head of your life, trusting identifying who you trust in your life because God shows up in so many different ways, right? He may not show up in a way that you think he may show up through a friend. He may show up through your, your pastor. He might show up through a stranger. He might show up through your partner. He might show up in different ways. And so it's really important to know what, who, and how you trust and how can you trust and do you, and how they earned it. Do you earn that trust? And what that looks like for you, because you never know how God's going to show up and help and help you to pivot and to evolve. So you got to make sure you have the right circle around you, the right people aligned to you, who is knowing, who knows how to walk in their purpose, who knows who's guiding them. So, or if you're blind, God's like, hey, we're, we're both blind, but we both have a, a connection with the higher power to be able to actually work together and connect. So be mindful of who's in your corner. Who's supporting you and how do you prioritize? I think it's important when we talk about walking in our purpose is prioritizing your needs versus your wants. I want to be married. I want to be in a very healthy, long-term, fun, exciting relationship. But what I need is emotional stability. What I need is emotional strength in my partner. I can have fun all day long, but if I'm not having that, then my need is going to outweigh my wants because then I'm not going to get what I want. And those different things are going to be destroyed because the, the, necess the necessity of what I need in a relationship is not being met. And then I'm going to always be chasing it. And then this is just a feel good versus, okay, I need what I need. When I get that, everything else can be aligned in place. And I'm just giving a very broad example here, but being able to be able to know between your need and your want and knowing that sometimes our wants can be, is a, no, can be sacrificed, but our needs, are we, is that negotiable? And if our needs are negotiable and our wants are non-negotiable, then we got something backwards here. My need, I, that needs to be fed because as my need is fed, my just a hierarchical order of just personal needs, then everything else, my wants are going to be able to come in place. They're going to align as well because my needs is going to give me what I want because I'm not going to be lacking of anything. I'm going to be fulfilled because I know where my source is coming from. And that's how we walk in our purpose. So I wanted to just take some time today to kind of really talk about in a different way of how we look at our purpose and how our purpose can change and how our purpose can shift and we can pivot and things can, we can get curveballs that come our way that we didn't expect. And it might Turn our purpose upside down, but it doesn't mean that we don't have purpose. It doesn't mean that we can't continue this journey. It just may change and being okay to shift and adjust, being flexible, but not allowing our barriers to stop us from reaching our purpose and walking in our best, our best light and in learning how to love ourselves along the way unconditionally as we are walking on this journey and our purpose and answering the calling on our life. We have a calling on our life in 
whether we want to answer or not, we got to answer it because that's part of living. So I hope you guys got something out of this episode today. I always love talking to you guys and walking this journey alongside of you. But please remember to subscribe, share this to your family members, share this with your friends, your coworkers, share it with strangers. And you know us, we will continue to walk this journey, continue to go deeper. And I will see you guys next week. Bye for now.